You know, here I am. Here, I swear to God. No, no. You guys are all going to listen to me right now. Here I am sitting here thinking this is just... I thought this was one of the best episodes we've ever done so far. I'm sitting here thinking this is absolute gold. And I just... I missed the mark, apparently. I can't believe it. I'm stunned. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. We have a lot to get into about week one. It was a crazy week, a lot of crazy performances. Here with me is Jack Robert Lettenmeyer. Jack, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I am your host, Tommy, <laughs> and Jack is my co-host, Jack. Happy to be and, here. Yeah, we're both happy to be here. Let's get right into things and go through each matchup and talk about what we liked from teams and what we didn't like from teams. Week one, baby. Ugh. The the post-draft episode was a lot of fun, but I am so excited to get into these matchup results from a wild week one of NFL football. It was absolutely wild. Let's start with the most dominating team and their matchup, and that goes to Anna and her team, Dwell Football. She took down Scott very convincingly, 15,574 to 9,552. There was nothing Scott could have done to win. Alvin Kamara leads the way for Anna with 3860, just an absolutely monstrous performance. You can expect not, not that much, but he's going to be a beast until Mark Ingram comes back, and he's going to be very good even after he's, Mark Ingram yeah, comes back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even... There's no there's no need for that qualifier. I get, you know, it's Alvin Kamara is a top 5 running back every just every week. Just put it on the board. You know, put it on the board. He's just he's going to have a monster of a season. Uh the Saints looked bad in this game, you know, yep. losing to the Ryan Fitzpatrick led Buccaneers. Very weird, but uh, I mean, regardless of how bad their defense was, that's going to be the Saints offense this season and Kamara you can't expect that much every week, but my goodness, uh, Anna really has a superstar in her hands there, and he's going to lead her to a lot of victories this season. Her team with just a monster week. Um, Isaiah Crowell was the other guy who really, uh, who really just, I mean, he was more of a surprise, obviously. I would say I expected it from Kamara, but you were the one who saw Crowell coming. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, great week from Crowell. I- very surprising performance by the Jets. I liked Crowell's value when she drafted him. Obviously, he had a very good week. He broke out a 60-yard touchdown, which kind of inflated his points. But, yeah, I like him. He's the starting running back there. Him and Blau Powell are going to be splitting carries, so you leave him in you your flex. You can't say that name without <laughs> sounding like an idiot. Blau Powell. Blau Powell. Blau Powell. Blau Powell. But, yeah, she had a very, very good performance from a lot of players and a couple disappointments in Deshaun Watson but that I expected that week one Bill Belichick had all the time in the world to prepare for him he he embarrassed him last year and so they were always going to shut him down expect much better things from him moving forward I would say the biggest disappointments for Anna's team were Devontae Freeman and Evan Ingram but I, I expect both those guys to have a, a turnaround in in week two maybe not immediately in week two but 
those two guys are going to have great seasons. Um, I think just a slow week one start, but didn't matter. She still had a monster of a week. And then looking at Scott's team, on the bright side, uh, you know, if you're going to go up against a beast like Anna, you might as well just not score much at all. So, uh, you know, Scott didn't waste any points here. Marcus Mariota with 362, Sammy Watkins with 360, Chris Hogan with 160. Three extremely disappointing performances. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about Chris Hogan. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a little it's a little worrisome to for him to only have one reception, but I would be worried about Sammy Watkins and Marcus Mariota. I Mariota does not look good. He hasn't looked good for a while. And then Watkins just isn't Tyreek Hill. So, you know, just don't know how much action is going to be there for him, especially with Travis Kelsey on that team too. What are your thoughts on uh, the rest of Scott's team? Yeah, well, I, th- I think you're right. that He doesn't need to worry about Chris Hogan yet. Uh, I would worry about Sammy Watkins as well. <laughs> In his defense, Mariota did get injured, but he was looking at a sub-1,000 point performance either way. I like you like Rob Gronkowski. Obviously, he showed up. He's going to show up most weeks. David Johnson, fifteen hundred is like feels like around his floor. Uh, so you like to see him get off to a good start. I don't understand why he played Carry On Johnson over Jay Ajayi. That's really kind of irrelevant. I think he would obviously play Jay Ajayi next week, uh, unless he's an idiot. And I think he also takes out Mariota, even if he is healthy enough to play and plugs in Alex Smith. Uh, I don't I think also, there's any question about that. Now that you mention it, uh, I'm not sure why he didn't play Alex Smith over Mariota, too. He had two guys on his bench that I personally would have would have plugged in over the guys he started. Interesting moves there by Scott. Yeah, it didn't work out in his favor, but hopefully he'll learn his lesson and make those corrections. Uh, yeah, not a great start to the season for Scott, but he still has good talent on his team and should be better days moving forward. And then I did just want to touch on, uh, now that I'm looking at their benches, Kenny Galladay for Anna. It was a pick I liked when the draft happened. He looked really good. And I know Detroit was playing from behind a lot, but he looked really good and his connection with Stafford was good. So I look forward to seeing more of that uh, as we move forward. Moving on to matchup number two, we've got Dan taking down Louie. He wins with a score of 15,000. 206 to Louis 12,912. Good weeks. Great week for Dan and a, and a really solid week for Louis. But yeah, Dan's team, Dan's team just went monstrous this week, led by none other than Not- Tyreek the Freak Hill with 4,460 points. I mean, that game was just absurd for him. It started it off with like a 80-some yard punt return. It was just out of control. Yeah, I I was uh, sorry to interrupt you there. I was gonna say not. You said his team went you know out of control. Not not really. He he had a lot of he had a lot of concentrated points there. I mean, like you said, Tyreek Hill with the the game of the week. I mean, um, just an, an absurd an absurd performance. Kirk Cousins with a really solid performance with two thousand. Uh, you know that's got to make got to make Dan feel good about his pick. I loved that pick there. I would have loved to have Kirk Cousins this season. I think he'll have a, a really nice year. So, uh, And then, you know, decent performances from T.Y. T. Hilton and, and Jarvis Landry, excuse me, but Saquon Barkley is really where a lot more points came, and you got to love that huge run he busted out. Uh, you know, yeah. just uh, an exciting play for, you know, his first game as a rookie. So got to feel really positive about that. Uh 
and then the bottom of Dan's team, you know, really there were there were some holes there. Can what do you what are your overall thoughts on on Dan's team? Do you agree with the things I said about about the those guys? And do you think he, there's any major holes he needs to fill? Yeah, overall, I love Dan's team. I think he's got a lot of potential here. Obviously, coming out the gate, really hot. The holes I see are at his running back two and his flex. That was that, and that's really it. He's got a solid defense with Philadelphia. The guys you mentioned, his wide receivers are great. I love his wide receiver core with Hilton Hill and Landry. All three of those guys are going to be great the majority of the year. Saquon saved his week with one long run, but he got the volume. He's going to keep getting the volume. And, yeah, you like to see Kirk Cousins uh, starting it off hot. Uh, so I like Dan's team. He's got he's to find a couple more players. He does have Blau Pal on his bench. <laughs> uh, Blau Pal. And I, like, I actually like him as a flex. Uh, so, But, yeah, those are the holes I see. But I, I think he's got a really good core moving forward. Yeah, I mean uh... – you know, don't want to overreact too much to week one, but regardless, uh, it Dan's Dan's very clearly got a really solid team. Like you said, the only only holes are in the the, the RB two slot is really the biggest hole for me. But yeah, I'm I'm down on Chris Carson. Maybe maybe I need to be a little higher on him because uh, I know Pete Carroll came out and said he was happy with his performance and that he's the lead back. So who knows? But uh, you know, we'll see moving forward. He can definitely be optimistic and. Same thing for Louis. Even though he took a loss this week, uh, Louis scoring almost thirteen thousand points, led by some massive performances from both Russell Wilson and Melvin Gordon and Dion Lewis, which is uh, Dion Lewis being the the biggest surprise of that bunch. What are your thoughts on Louis' team? Yeah, I think you hit uh, on like the three best things about Louis' week. Russell Wilson is going to be Mister Dependable for him all year long. That's why he took him. That's why he wanted him. I loved what I saw from Deion Lewis. That is so encouraging for Louie and really bad news for Derrick Henry owners. We will talk about that more when we get to Kyle's team. But Deion Lewis looked great. When it got down to it, they were using him, and they used him a lot more often than they used Derrick Henry. Melvin Gordon's a stud. You like what you see from Tyler Lockett, and especially with Doug Baldwin going down, he's going to be out at least two or three weeks. Tyler Lockett should be locked in as a wide receiver three borderline wide receiver two yeah only- I would say I would say wide receiver two for sure I think while Doug Baldwin is not on the field Tyler Lockett is a he's a high tier wide receiver two for me but you know we're both high on Doug Baldwin so I just see Lockett filling filling right into his shoes I mean the Brandon Marshall's there too but Lockett's the guy when Baldwin's not on the field so that's that's great news for Louie bad news for you mm-hmm Two concerning points. I think the only concerning points for Louis' team are Amari Cooper and Jimmy Graham. Outside of that, he didn't he didn't play James White or Chris Thompson, but Chris Thompson looked great. Alex Smith loves tossing the ball to his running backs, so I think that's going to be a very as long as Chris Thompson's healthy, Louis's going to play him. I know that for sure, and he should be really good in that flex spot. Uh, so he's gonna he's got a really solid team right now because so I think Jimmy Graham will be better but he might end up being more touchdown dependent than what I originally thought. And then really the only worry right now is Amari Cooper because, man, he did not get barely any targets in that first game. He's got a tough week coming up against Denver. It's going to be a slow start for Amari Cooper, but I'm hoping and I think they'll try and get him going. I don't know. What do you think? Are you Because I know you don't like Amari Cooper as much as I did. Yeah, I mean, I it's, you know, can't overreact after one week. That'll be my phrase of this this episode, but... I told you so, dude. Amari Cooper, 
Okay. He's a nobody. He's a nobody. Okay. He's trash. He's always been trash. Okay. Amari Cooper has just always been a bad wide receiver. And I'm not saying that's the case this season. It's just one week. But that was my message going into the season. I don't know what all this talk is. John Gruden's an idiot. He's going in there saying he's going to be the center of the offense. Maybe that'll still be the case, but that was not the case in week one. One reception, only for nine yards, and he just, I mean, he just, I don't know. And then you go out, and I I read a report today that the Raiders signed Martavis Bryant, uh, which is someone who they had released. So it's interesting. I don't know. Are you sending a message to Mari Cooper like, hey, we need more wide receiver help because you're not cutting it? I don't know. I I just, I am so low on Amari Cooper, way lower than I should be. I hope it works out for Louie, but I think it's a bad start. Definitely a bad start. Uh, I've got hope moving forward. Like I said, I think it's going to be a rough start because he's got a tough schedule, but I think he'll be better moving, you know, in the later weeks. But I think we both agree Louie and Dan both have very solid teams. Yeah. Let's move on to the uh, next matchup. Yep, absolutely. Matchup number three is going to be Brian versus Greg. Brian wins with a score of 14,926 to Greg's 12,146. And, yeah, I mean, this this matchup actually ended up looking a lot closer. Greg was way behind, and he had some performances on uh, on Monday night that uh, really got him closer, mainly Todd Gurley. But, yeah, I, I, I liked what I saw from Brian's team. I mean, Drew Brees just had a massive week. He obviously led the way with 3,156. And then you liked what you saw from Juju Smith-Schuster, Jordan Howard, and then Adrian Peterson. We thought Brian reached for him, but he ends up with 2,160. And I don't think that's going to be the norm, but very encouraging stuff. Yeah, I mean, Brian's got to be thrilled about that. I know I I, th- I personally mocked Brian for the AP pick in our draft because I'm just like, you know, he's washed up or whatever. The, the narrative that he's just, you know, it's, it's not going to work out. But I guess for me, it made a lot of sense. It was a very Brian pick to me because Brian's just uh, definitely a guy that, that sticks to his guys and likes his guys. And, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised when he picked AP, and I'm, I'm glad – that he had such a great week one, it would be tremendous if Adrian Peterson is Adrian Peterson again for the Redskins. That'd be remarkable. So I'm hoping uh, Brian can say I told you so to me. I I think the other player that he's just got to be thrilled about is is Drew Brees and that New Orleans Saints offense. I mean, just a, a really solid, really solid performance. Drew Brees has so many weapons in that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an exciting season over on the Saints. And then Jordan Howard, Nothing amazing, but you and I both liked him going into the season. I think he'll be a really solid running back one for Brian. I uh, The biggest question mark for me is still Kenyon Drake. I just really – I have no idea. I don't know. I'm, I'm very mixed on him. Sometimes I'm like, he's going to be great, and then I'm like, he's going to be terrible. I, I just – I haven't made up my mind on Kenyon Drake this season. Yeah, I still like him. Decent performance, less than you would like, but – Still ends up with 8-10, and he was on the field for a lot of snaps. He he looked good. He just didn't end up with that much production. I think he'll be better as the weeks go on. The big hit for Brian is losing Delaney Walker. That is tough. He is out for the year with a what was it a dislocated ankle and some ligament damage. Really oh, tough man. for Delaney Walker. You hate what a shame. Hate, hate thoughts, to see that. Thoughts and prayers to Delaney Walker. Terrible. Uh, for that to just, you know, first game of the season, 
He's a he's an older player, not not that old, but uh, definitely just an, an awful way to go down. And you know, we hope he can get back on the field next season better than ever because he was he was gonna. I, I thought he was gonna have a huge year for the the Titans. I think uh, Mariota relies on the tight end position a lot, and um, it's just a shame to go down so quickly. Yeah, absolutely, really tough. He picked up Will Disley, the Seattle uh, tight end that came out of nowhere in Week One. Uh, hopefully they'll keep using him and he can just fill him in and, and keep using him because I do feel bad that Walker's already out for the year. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Brian's team. I like Brian's team and yeah, move on to Greg's team. Tell me what you like and don't like. Looking at Greg's team team ting. Looking at Greg's team. Um, pardon me. I I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for four reasons. <laughs> Cam Newton, Mike Evans, Todd Gurley, Minnesota's defense. That ends the list of things I'm thrilled about. Yeah, it's rough. The rest of his roster. I mean, Zach Ertz is going to be better, right? Especially when Carson Wentz gets better. Zach Ertz is going to be better. Absolutely. I think Rashard Matthews is a wash this season. I I was absolutely flabbergasted when I saw that Greg played him. I don't don't understand that at all. Yeah, that's Uh, a drop. He's a drop. Drop him. Drop him immediately. Uh, Jordan Wilkins just... Not going to be a solid running back. I I don't know. I want nothing to do with the Colts backfield. But if if I do want something in the Colts backfield, it's not Jordan Wilkins. It's it's probably Marlon Mack. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I'm I yeah. I would just stay away. I, I don't trust until but one between of them emerges. Wilkins and Mack. I'd probably go Wilkins. Uh, mm, all right, we're split. Put it on. But there's the, there's the third running back there that is also splitting carries with them. It's like yeah. his last name starts with an H. What is it? Heinz or something? Heinz or something? Yeah, like Nate, Nate, Nime, <laughs> exactly. Nime yeah. Heinz we know or something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's, a cl- it's, a cl- it's a cluster right now. Uh, so, but, but Greg's yeah. got to be thrilled about Mike Evans. Uh, a huge week. Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, uh, what a performance! I love, I love that from Ryan control. Fitzpatrick. Uh, tough with Goodwin going down with an injury, if I believe. Yep. Uh, if I believe I'm correct, was that? Before the game or, or quickly into the game? Quickly into the game, yeah. Mm, quickly into the game, he uh, he hurt his leg, and uh, yeah, so I think he, he got the one target, and I think on that play he hurt his leg, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Gurley with a massive Gurley performance, excited about that, and then Minnesota's defense, they're still Minnesota's defense, so that's a really, really yeah. solid spot for Greg. Uh, I think looking at his bench also, Ted Ginn Jr., man, what a week, 1780 with a touchdown, five receptions, 68 yards. That's exciting for Greg because that's a performance where you're looking at Ted Ginn Jr. being an option for you in the wide receiver three spot pretty consistently. And, uh, you know, you're in need, especially if Goodwin's injured. Crowder and, uh, you know, Matthews are just, you know, not good options in my opinion. So I think uh, I hope that works out. Yeah, Ted Jin Gunier, you are not wrong about him. That was that was fun to see. I like. I, he, I think he had the old him last man still year. got it. He still is so fast, and you, there were a bunch of wide receivers, new wide receivers coming into New Orleans. There were some questions about that, but week one, he's proven. I think he's still Drew Brees' second option behind Michael Thomas. Obviously, Alvin Kamara. I'm talking about wide receivers, but uh, yeah, you like what you see from Ted Ginn. I think Greg plugs him right in, and then he's got. He's got some work to do. He's got a, and he didn't make any moves on the waivers, uh, and you hate to see that because 
if you want to compete, you have to you have to be there on the waiver wires. Greg yeah. has guys that you can that he should absolutely yeah. drop, and there were guys out there that he could have absolutely used. Yeah, uh, and it's just a huge, didn't take it's a huge of miss. It. It's a huge miss, especially so early in the season. Waivers right. are waivers are crucial in the first couple of weeks because mm-hmm. there's guys that come out of the dark shadows of their teams where it's like, whoa, how did we miss this guy in preseason? Or whoa, uh, how did nobody draft him? And and it's a it's a huge wasted opportunity. But you know, there's always next week. So hopefully, Greg jumps on the next opportunity. Moving on to the next matchup, uh, we've got. Big Lou, my father, Sir Lou, Terminator and Death by Me, the Almighty One, uh, with a close victory here over Justin. Dad scoring 13-550 and Justin scoring 13-302. I... I don't. This was this was the most heartbreaking matchup of the week. You know, such a good performance from Justin's team. Hard to end up with a loss, uh, especially with the drama of the heroic performance by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, just an, an incredible. You should make a movie about that Packers Bears game. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think about uh, What do you think about Dad's team in this one? Clearly. Uh, you know, he bested Justin, but uh, what was what were his bright spots? I absolutely love Dad's team. I love Dad's team. We talked about how he drafted really well after the draft happened. And this week did nothing to change my mind. Look at his wide receivers. Keenan Allen, 2080. Stephon Diggs, 1260. Emmanuel Sanders goes ham with 2450. If Case Keenum keeps liking and targeting Emmanuel Sanders even close to what he did in week one, Dad's wide receiving core is going to be out of control this year. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to put it because, well, I think it will be. I don't know. I think it will be, dude. Yeah. Keenan Allen, yup. Checkmate. Stefan Diggs, the only if is if, you know, Adam Thielen takes away too much work, but... Even so, I think that 1260, I think you're going to see a solid at least 1,000 from, from Diggs each week. And then Emmanuel Sanders, dude. Whoa. Uh, that that was that game was all Sanders. I mean, not really because there was a lot of offensive production outside of him, but they targeted him so much, and he just, I mean, 10 receptions, 135 yards. I just, that's a scary wide receiver's core. Allen, Diggs, Sanders, I think... I think Dad's team is really solid there, but I'm not sold on his running backs. I'm really not. I I think Alex Collins. Uh, how do you only get 640 when your team's putting up 47? I know. I don't know. There's just too much. There's too many other running backs in that backfield for my liking. And then Elliott. The Cowboys looked bad. The Cowboys looked really bad. Jack Doyle, no. Uh, Eric Ebron is the tight end I would rather have on the Colts. I don't want Doyle this season. I'm not interested. Royce Freeman. There were other running backs on Denver that looked better. Not a good start for Royce Freeman. I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on Dad's team. Give Royce Freeman some time. Um, I will agree they they were splitting carries a lot in Denver, so that's not good. I think he's the most talented back there. Uh, but Dad picked up the um, what's his face? Gosh darn it! Now I'm blanking on his name. On waivers, he picked up the other guy that did really well. 
Um, and I'm blanking on his name. So I am this looking so for embarrassing, it. Dude. I know. This is so Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. He's more of the um, the third down, like passing back. Uh, he caught a long touchdown, and uh, I was good. I was glad to see Dad got him. Um, and I think one of the two of them is going to emerge as the the guy because I I don't I don't have care for Devin Booker. Um, so hopefully one of them will emerge. And Dad can start using them. I do agree, Alex Collins. People were high on him, uh, and the good news is, well, not good for Kenneth Dixon, but Kenneth Dixon got injured. So next week, at least for next week, Alex Collins will get more touches, and hopefully he can show Dad something and give him some more confidence. The biggest hole is Jack Doyle. We talked about that. For me, that was his really his only hole after the draft. I think he should have gone after one of the tight ends and waivers. He seems to think he should stick with Jack Doyle. So we will see how that works out. Yeah, um, uh, I got one say. One Wow. I got one say. I got one thing to say about that. That's what I got to say about Jack Doyle. No, drop him, Dad. Look elsewhere. There were a lot of tight ends available. You missed out on the opportunity. Yep. But the reason I'm shouting, Tommy, Yeah. look at the wide receiver on Dad's bench. Yeah. I, Kenny Stills. With 2,460 points this week on Dad's bench, add that to the three guys we were talking about earlier. Whoa. Uh, he's got some firepower at the wideout position. And his running backs, we'll see. I, I don't discredit what you were saying. I just think what I was saying is better and smarter. So, Fair enough. Uh, no, but I, I mean, for Dad, right, don't you just plug in stills into the flex and then... yeah. That's you're locked in with four wide receivers that should produce most weeks, and then yeah. all he's got to do if Alex Collins doesn't work out is is find a running back two. So then you're looking at maybe the running back two and the tight end. Outside of that, really really solid team because I like Ben Roethlisberger. It was a bad week one, uh, but he'll be at home against Kansas City next week, and I think he should bounce back nicely. Moving on to Justin's team, I like Such what I saw. Such a valiant effort. Such a valiant. Such effort. a valiant effort. The Rams almost did it man they almost did it uh after they scored a defensive touchdown uh they really only needed i guess at the time he was only down less than 100 something a stack correction must have happened but at the time they only needed a sack and he would have taken the lead and it was getting scary for dad because going into monday night i I thought there was no way (laughs) there was justin was out of it and all of a sudden he was right there uh, he got a great performance from Cooper Cup. I'd love to see that. I'd love Cooper Cup this year. And you already touched on Aaron Rodgers' masterful second half against the Chicago Bears. Just absolutely bent that defense over, had his way, and he was only working with one leg. You could see he was injured. He was not putting any weight on his left leg, and he just torched him. Uh, and yeah, truly, truly a miraculous performance. you got to be you got to be disappointed with Travis Kelsey's performance this week, but I I wouldn't raise a red flag to BB. I think you know I think Justin's fine there. Just a weird game where uh, you know Travis Kelsey was just not involved as he usually is. But I don't think that'll be a trend. I think they just went to Tyree Kill so much that there was no you know no love for Kelsey. But I think he'll be fine. I would be worried on the other hand about his flex spot with Peyton Barber. I think that's a a big hole for Justin's team, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's got someone to to fill it. So, what are your thoughts there? Do you look on his bench, or do you think he made a good pickup this week? No, uh, I don't look at his bench because right now he's got a second QB and a second tight end. 
he picked up a, his waiver move this week was a tight end, which I do not agree with. Uh, I actually talked to him about it a little bit ago. He's got to be looking. He's got to find another running back or wide receiver. Right now he's weak at wide receiver three, and he's weak at flex. Uh, Danny Amendola should be better. He should get. He should have better games because, especially if Devontae Parker's out for longer. But, I, I mean, I agree. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is fine. So I, I don't like that he picked up another tight end yet or so soon. Um, but, yeah, because I, I liked – what I like about Justin's team is he's got really strong performers in Rodgers and Brown. And then with the Mar Miller and Marshawn Lynch, that's what they did, 1140 and 1190. Most weeks, that's really all he's going to need from them because – He's got such high scores. I mean, Antonio Brown with nineteen eighty. That's like a eh, okay. I guess he got that much. I but guess more I, often than not, he's going to score I, more. I, yeah, I just I'm cutting you off because I don't. I think not having a wide receiver two and three is a pretty and a flex. I mean, he's got three holes. No, I, wait, I, what's wrong with Cooper, Cooper Cup? I don't buy into Cooper Cup. I okay, don't buy well, into you're Cooper an idiot. Cup. Okay, well. At the very <laughs> least, we can agree that he's a, he needs a wide receiver three and he needs a flex pretty desperately, and his bench is is uh, not helping him. So I agree that that you're you know you gave him good advice when he's he's got to look elsewhere. Uh, P. Rivers on his bench, you know, I would say to drop him, but I guess with with the Rogers injury, it's a little I don't know. But uh, hang on to him know, for now, maybe hang on to him for now because. Philip Rivers is a great backup option. Uh, I would, I'd be starting Philip Rivers if he were on my team. Right. Um, but uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, I would say to drop him. But with the injury, just hold on to him. Just see what happens. Just hold on to him. We'll see what happens. Um. So yeah, let's move on to the next matchup. Let's do it. The next matchup, my friend, is going to be your commissioner, roll, Tommy. Oh, Sorry, damn it! <laughs> we messed that up. It's Tommy versus Kyle, and Tommy takes down Kyle thirteen thousand one hundred twenty-two to ten thousand eight hundred and two. Mine and Kyle's matchup was very up and down. It started off looking like Kyle was going to win, then I took the lead, then Kyle takes the lead back, and then I kind of ran away with it at the end, but. For a while, at, at multiple points, it was it was up in the air. The odds were switching back and forth. I, I mean, the tale of my week is Michael Thomas, dude, James Conner. Can I can I talk about Randall your team, Cobb. dude? Yeah, Let me talk absolutely. about your team. Do it, Michael Thomas. <laughs> Last pick in the second round of the draft, Michael Thomas. Folks, you gave Tommy a gold mine. Hey. League, congratulations. You handed Tommy the championship. You let him get Michael Thomas, second pick, or last pick of the second round. I mean, that's that will be, at the end of the season, the best value draft pick. Just, just a huge week for Michael Thomas, and it's not going to stop, baby. He's so good. And Tommy, even more excitingly than that, because we all saw that coming, Randall Cobb. Liked what Randall, I saw Cobb, Randall Cobb, Tommy, you gotta like what you saw there. He, nine receptions. Uh, you know, maybe he benefited from 
Aaron Rodgers and his injury, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think Randall Cobb is going to be big this season, and it's sort of like one of those things just after one week we're all like, wait, why did we forget about Randall Cobb? Like, yeah. I don't know why anyone wasn't talking about him, but clearly he's going to be used a lot in that offense. And then James Conner, just so solid. you got to be happy with that, knowing that Lev Bell uh, might not come back who knows? Talk about talk a little bit about that situation. What what's going on with Lev Bell? So yeah, if I could just rant maybe for like thirty to forty five seconds. Go. I don't understand what Le'Veon Bell's plan is. I don't understand what his plan is. Every game that he misses, he's going to lose money. He lost over eight hundred. Th- he lost out on over eight hundred thousand dollars in week one. And. He's not gaining any value for a, in from the perspective of other teams by sitting these weeks out. And if anything, if James Conner keeps anything close to this up, I mean, you maybe doubt starts to creep in. Is it just like is it just the Steelers' system that makes it so good? Like that they because I mean James Conner had 135 rush yards and 57 receiving yards. They're going to keep using him a lot to try and prove a point that they don't need Le'Veon Bell. So I just, if you're Le'Veon Bell, I don't know what you're doing, and I'm done. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I get, I get the whole, you know, contract thing is hard. It's like, from our perspective, it's so silly because they're making millions, and it's like, you're already making so much. Why are you, why are you you know, arguing against that, I guess yeah. it's, it's weird. It's, but you also have to think about it from their perspective. He's, he's just trying to get what he thinks he deserves. And in his defense, I think they should be paying for him more. I think the Steelers are so dumb for not paying him what he wants. I think he's by far the best running back in the NFL. I think obviously the Steelers have a good system, but Le'Veon Bell is the real deal and you got to pay the man. That being said, I did not expect it to continue into the regular season, certainly not multiple weeks. I've been hearing that it could go long as as long as 10 weeks, which is yeah, yeah. which blows my mind. I just I don't get it. I agree with you. I understand his perspective, but I think it's just he's only hurting himself at this point. Yeah, the 10 week thing is because he like at least needs to play in week 10 or 11 to be like eligible to go to another team and like, but anything before that, he just loses money and doesn't get penalized any other way. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So he could, we could be looking at him sitting out potentially until well, lucky we- for you. You got James Connor. So great job drafting James Connor and, and getting yourself that handcuff. Jordan Reed, you got to be happy about that. 1280, a solid performance. And he just looked Good. If he can stay healthy, he's one of those he's one of those special guys who will really put in some amazing performances. So I hope he stays healthy. That's a huge win for you. And then the biggest disappointments, honestly, are LaShawn McCoy and uh Doug Baldwin. But Doug Baldwin was just unfortunate in that it was announced right before the game that he wasn't playing. That's a, that's um, I'm gonna cut you off there because you're not right. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he got injured in the game. Um, oh, I thought he didn't even step on the field. Someone, okay, well. Yeah, no. yeah. So he injured. He has a MCL sprain in his what was his good knee. 
Uh, so the knee that was an issue in the preseason, which was looking fine, he early in the game, I think it was first quarter, something he got rolled up on and sprained his MCL. They're calling him out at least, I would think at least two or three weeks. They called it a grade two MCL sprain. So that usually takes a few That's weeks. Unbelievable. I've gotten, I've had some bad injury luck to start. Uh, the fantasy gods are testing my resolve, but I shall prevail and I will keep on trucking and keep on moving. Let's move over to, so you like my team, obviously, uh, right? I and do. I any do. Any big holes any, you would think? Matt Stafford was way worse than I expected. Still yeah. somehow got 1200 for you, but yeah. he did not look good. Uh, Better days ahead. Better days ahead for Matt Stafford. Okay, well, we'll see. And then um, Robbie Anderson, he had a good game for you because he had a touchdown, but he only had one catch. Yeah, a little concerning. A little concerning. Yeah, one so target Not a lot only. of usage there. Not just uh, one lot, catch, but one a, target. A lot of volume went to... Quincy Anunwa, who yeah. I snagged on the waiver wire. Great pickup, great pickup. Uh, so that's got to concern you a little bit. But no, I think your team looks looks great overall. And I think Kyle's team is hurting right now. Hurting real bad. Tell me, tell me what you like about his team. But I'm really focused on what I don't like. Okay, tell um, me what you don't like about his team. No, I'll, I'll just mention the one thing. Speaking of the Doug Baldwin injury... Leonard Fournette goes down with an injury for Kyle. Yes, Very sir. unfortunate. Yeah. Looks like he'll be missing uh, at least a week, or I'm not sure if he's been ruled out, but it's a hamstring injury, which regardless of the timeline, it's just those are not – those you can retweak that easily. It's just not a good sign with a guy who already has injury worries. Just really rough for Kyle there. Uh, and then the other running back spot, Derrick Henry. Woof, man. Uh, Woof. Uh, Tommy, I know we had Oof. talked about this, but t- tell me your thoughts on this because you had a great take. Derrick Henry, man, what's uh, what's up? I feel I feel for Kyle. I got Derrick Henry in another league. We talked about how his, his ADP was way too high for what you were going to get way out of Derrick Henry. High. It was Derrick Henry and DeMarco Murray last year. DeMarco Murray leaves. And the Titans go out and are like, holy shit, we need to get another running back. because, And, and that, to me, says they don't fully believe in Derrick Henry's potential. They go out and get a really good running back, like Deion Lewis. And they they started off with Derrick Henry. He got a lot of rushes. But as the game moved forward, they turned towards Deion Lewis. And he ended up getting Deion more carries. Lewis, man. He's, you know he's always going to be in the passing down situations. They do not use Derrick Henry in pass situations. He got one so catch for five yards. It's rough. I think, I mean, you know, Rex Burkhead in the flex spot, I guess he's a quote-unquote consistent RB2. Like, I, I don't know. Kyle needs a lot of help at the running back position. And uh, especially the wide receiver position, he's looking pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I really like Julio Jones with 2,300, Adam Thielen with a solid performance with 1,320, and then he had Robert Woods in the game who got 580. Robert Woods is a, but I really like Mike Williams on Kyle's bench. The Chargers, he got 1060, which isn't amazing, but five receptions, 81 yards. I think Mike Williams will be Kyle's consistent wide receiver three, not Robert Woods. I think that's a that's a fine take. Yeah, his strength right now is is without a doubt his wide receiving core. Uh, Cause he's also got Josh Gordon who 
just a little up and down and you don't really know what's going on with him, but he's talented. And uh, so, yeah, his strength is his wide receivers. I think Rex Burkhead is going to be a solid flex option. It's like you said, it's it's the Derrick Henry. So the running back too, that's an issue. If you worry about Fournette, he's got a history of being banged up. Hopefully it won't continue. I really hope it doesn't continue because that would just suck. But if he gets for, a healthy Fournette, his team looks a lot better. But his team is in danger if he's got a banged up Leonard Fournette. Uh, the one thing I would, two things I will say, uh, I, li- I like that he has Patrick Mahomes. I think he won't do as well in the coming weeks, but I think he's going to have a great season overall. So I think Kyle just sticks with him as his quarterback. Uh, and then Kyle picked up George Kittle, and I absolutely love the pickup. I think it was George Kittle, in my mind, is who anybody that needed a tight end or had questions at a tight end should be looking at. I think George Kittle is going to be awesome this year. Uh, so great pickup there for Kyle. Uh, love to see him work in the waiver wire. And uh, an encouraging performance from Chicago. Khalil Mack looked excellent. I think Kyle will just stick with them uh, unless they have terrible matchups. But he played him in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers, and the matchup doesn't get worse than that. So uh, he'll probably just stick with them all year. And, yeah, so that's those are my thoughts on Kyle's team. Awesome. Let's move on to the last matchup. Last but certainly not least, uh-huh. the most exciting matchup of the week between two uh, David and Goliath, if you will. Jack versus Drew is certainly a rivalry. So much heat, bad blood between these two monsters of the Midwest. Uh, Jack loses a narrow one to Drew. Uh, Jack with 7,424 points. Drew with a, a massive, almost unbeatable 11,308 <laughs> points. So, uh, I feel for your you, thoughts man. on this. You really stood no this chance. Uh, okay, so not a great start for you. I talked up your team when I said I would take your team if I couldn't have mine. As the... Dude, I, I sabotaged my team. I wanted to make you look dumb. That's you look smart. like an idiot now. You and look you like got... an idiot now. I do look like can an I, idiot. Can I say a few things about my team and then I'll let you go into it? Yeah, I mean, you literally just told me to talk about this. I know, but I need to say this because I know you're going to go right there, dude, and I don't need to hear it. I already dropped Josh Doxson, okay? I'm done. (laughs) I went for it. I drafted him because he's my boy, and I'm like, you know what? You know, no one's going to see this coming, man. Josh Doxson is going to get these deep bombs from Alex Smith. He was uh, not even remotely used in the offense, and I, I dropped him, okay? Only 160 points. That was the biggest disappointment for me this week. Also, the Chargers defense, negative 50 points. The answer there is bad play. Bad play by me. Don't know what I was thinking. Drafted them because they're a good defense. Not realizing their week one matchup, even after I saw it, I thought not the best matchup, but, you know, they're a good team. I'll stick with them, but I should use my normal strategy. I always like to stream defenses. I'll, I'll be smarter next time. Just a bad play for me there. Yeah, I mean, your team is fine. Your team is fine. Uh, you're already not, you already dumped Matt Ryan, so that's good because he doesn't have a great uh, week two matchup either. Um, but yeah, I, 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 the hole, the only hole I see for you is wide receiver three right now. Um, and you might have just solved that with Quincy and Nunwa. So um, it's, a, it's a bad start, but because of it, you get an early waiver. You took advantage of that kudos to you got a and you got tj yeldon in case uh fournette can't go and 
Oh, by the way, I'm supposed to tell you F you from Kyle uh, for picking up TJ Yeldon. Um, LOL. And yeah, Kareem Hunt had a down week. It was such a strange game for Kansas City. Obviously, that's not going to be the norm for Kareem Hunt. Um, McCaffrey does all right. Shining star for you was Joe Mixon. I know, I know, I know. Just pump the brakes. Let's let's temper Told expectations. You so. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts are such a trash team. Uh, it, it was really good. I mean, he was great. He was really he great. He was great. He was great, and he was very utilized in the offense. Yes. He's the centerpiece of that offense. Joe Mixon, I said it once, I'll say it again, is going to have a monster year. And I'll keep saying I told you so every week, my man. Sounds good. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, and but yeah. you can keep telling me I told you so for Josh Doxson. <laughs> but I gave up. Uh, Are you proud of me for not sticking with it, you know? Yes, I, of course. I, I, just, I just I cut the ties. I said, no, I would have chastised you if you hadn't dropped Josh Doxson for someone else. Um, but yeah, no, I, disappointing performances kind of across the board except for Joe Mixon for you. Uh, but look, I, I expect a big bounce back week from your guys. Um, just a terrible week, though. I mean, yeah. what a what a bad week one. Yeah, bad start, bad start. Not wow. not very encouraging, but uh, yeah, you're going to be all right. And then, uh, and then Drew, with just I mean, you know, um, uh, a week I could have never beat. So I, I feel bad <laughs> for my guys. Yeah, Drew. Uh, he had a good. He had a decent week. Um, first thing that comes to mind is. Uh, for disappointments is Greg Olson re-injured his foot that was injured last year. He's older. Not great. Not great. Uh, I don't think he's been ruled. He hasn't been ruled out um, indefinitely or out for the year or anything like that. I'm not sure what the, I think it's possible he comes back this year, but it really just isn't looking good. Uh, But encouraging performances from Tom Brady, Odo Beckham Jr. and Golden Tate. Uh, Decent performance from Dalvin Cook. And Corey Davis. Yeah, but it, he's still got a running back two hole in, in with Cohen there. I just I don't think it's going to be you can consistently start him. And then took a shot with Alan Hearns. Do not start a Dallas wide receiver. And this is to everyone anywhere. Do not start a Dallas wide receiver until one of them emerges as the front runner. Because right now it's a cluster. Dallas or looks horrible. Or until they re-sign Des Bryant. Right. Uh, so, yeah. But um, I will say that I... I there, I know it was a disappointing week for Kelvin Benjamin on Drew's bench with only 150. The Bills losing to the Ravens 47-3. to But Kelvin Benjamin, there's a light at the end of that tunnel. You run towards that light, my friend. Run. Keep running. You're sprinting. Imagine. Close your eyes, everybody. Imagine you're Kelvin Benjamin. You're running. You're sprinting. You hear noises behind you. Peterman. Peterman. <laughs> Peterman. 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 Peterman, Peterman, you're sprinting. No, don't catch me. I'm Calvin Benjamin. Don't catch me. Peterman, Peterman, Peterman. You dive forward into the light. Josh Allen. And Josh is Allen there is there as your you. savior. Your your savior, Josh Allen, rookie quarterback. I mean, come on. The Bills coach is an idiot, but how long is it going to be? It should only be week one. I, you got to think Josh Allen will be starting in week two. And when he when Josh Allen does start, I think Calvin Benjamin will be a good fantasy option. So I hope... That works out for Drew in the long run. Yes, uh, Josh Allen is going to be the starter for week two, so you get your wish there. Uh, Boom. Yeah, I mean, I guess like Nathan I, Peterman is really he's bad so at football. Bad. I just you I, don't, when, I wanted to make that clear. 
Remember when the coach last year benched Tyrod Taylor in yep. the middle of a playoff push and started Nathan yep. Peterman and he threw like five interceptions in the first half? Yep. In one half. Unreal. He's uh, the worst quarterback in the NFL and it's not even close. It's not close. Tim Tebow is a better quarterback than him by miles. Um, that's not a joke. That's not a joke. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you shat Colin on... Kaepernick's better than him. Whoa, culturally relevant dis... Kaepernick's better than him. Boom, 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 boom. Stand for something. Boom, 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 boom. Even if it means sacrificing everything. This podcast was brought to you by Nike. (laughs) We're going to get sued, man. Uh, We're not sponsored by Nike. No affiliation. No affiliation. Odo Beckham Jr. Got a lot of targets. Looked really good. Golden Tate. Got a lot of targets. Looked really good. That's the bright spot for Drew's team. Uh, Yeah, I, I mean, you hope that... I don't know. You hoped Calvin Benjamin looks better with Josh Allen, and I don't know. I guess you hope that one of Sony Michelle and Marlon Mack ends up working out for him, so that he's got more help at the running back position. He ends. He starts it off with a win. That's good for him. But yeah, uh, great he's got for work Drew to do. To get a win. He's got work with, to do. Uh, such a low point total. Really, really lucky to get a win, which is good because Drew usually has bad luck. So I'm hoping. True. I'm hoping he has a good season this year. Great to get a win with such a low points total. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome that I threw the week in order to get the top waiver pickup. Totally worth it to get Quincy Inunua, and I have a lot of points left to score. That is the last matchup, but uh, we are recording this on a Wednesday. We usually record on a Tuesday, which means that we're recording this after waivers, which is pretty cool. So we've mentioned a few of those, but I did, Tommy, just want to touch on yeah, absolutely. Uh, a few of our favorite waiver pickups. We've mentioned a few. You said Kyle getting George Kittle. That was yep. great. Uh Dad picking up Philip Lindsay, a nice pickup. I love Drew picking up Eric Ebron. I think Eric Ebron, I shouldn't say I love it, but I think Eric Ebron is definitely the pick over Jack Doyle. I think, as we said earlier, uh, Ebron's just a much better talented player. And then you said I dropped Matt Ryan. I replaced him with Case Keenum. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a great move. I thought it was a really, really encouraging week for Case Keenum. Uh, Seattle's defense is not what it once was, so it's not like he did really well against a good defense, but he looked good, and Denver looked good, and he was throwing consistently to Sanders and to Thomas, and I like it, and he's got a great, great, great matchup in Week 2 against Oakland, so I love the pickup. I thought it was uh, I thought it was what, the perfect what, pickup. What other pickups? The per perfect pickup this week's epi- this week's edition of perfect pickup by Tommy Tommy Tommy's perfect pickup is Christ Case Keenum for Matt Ryan that's a new segment okay what are your other perfect pickup pickups 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 yeah so I I really liked your Quincy Nuwan pickup honestly I really like my Keelan Cole pickup and I think it was smart of Louie to grab Austin Eckler he did. He had a really good week, and he's the handcuff for Melvin Gordon. So it's nice for Louis to have him. Um, and then, yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought it was smart of you to get Yeldon in case Fournette's out. And uh, I honestly, I like, I like. Kyle didn't do it in waivers, but I like the Geronimo Allison pickup. I definitely am in favor of him dropping Jared Goff. I don't know why he drafted him, and I don't know why he played him. So, uh, but so I like that he dropped him. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, outside of that. There wasn't. There were. I mean, there weren't that many more waiver claims. So cool. Well, um, we'll we'll finish up in a few a few minutes here. But just point out one matchup that you're excited about this week and why. 
honestly, uh, I'm, I'm excited for uh, your matchup versus Dan because you really need to get a win. Or not, I mean, obviously not need yet, but you would love to get a win. Win or go win, home. Win or go home. If you lose this, dude, you're out of the playoffs. <laughs> you got no shot. Um, no, I like the fact that you would love to bounce back. I think just naturally, law of averages, your guys are going to score more. Um, you gotta, you gotta think, you gotta hope, right? <laughs> yes. So you're you're looking at a bigger week in week two, and I love Dan's team. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good matchup. Dan's Dan's got a good team, so I'm I'm excited to go up against him. And it's always fun because Dan's uh, Dan's a bit of a jokester for you folks who don't know him at home. <laughs> uh, he's a funny guy. He's a what some would call a comedian. He's a writer, poet, artist. He does have a book on Amazon that sponsors this show. Uh, it's uh, called. The Art of the Shot. Uh, it's, a, it's a parody of Donald Trump's The Art of the Deal book, um, but it's about basketball shots. No, what is it called, Tommy? It's about free throws. The yes. Art of free throw? Free no. throw art? What is it called? Just stop guessing, Jesus, dude. I think free throw art is what it is. <laughs> the price of a free throw, okay? Uh, Much more elegant than it. any of the stuff I read he it, said. and uh, he sponsors this show. But, yeah, the other matchup I'm excited about besides mine, thank you. You've been so kind to me these last couple of weeks. Uh, while you're probably expecting me to say your matchup, you son I'm of a bitch. Re- <laughs> That's why I made you go first, idiot. <laughs> I'm really, really excited for Justin's matchup against Scott. I think Justin is in a similar position like me, except his team wasn't trash last week. So he's he lost the first week with a good week. So I'm really looking for Justin to get a W here. But then you got Scott, who sort of flopped last week with only 9,000 points. Uh, I'm excited to see who he plays at quarterback this week, and I'm excited to see the moves that Justin makes to get uh, you know uh, somebody into that wide receiver three and, and flex spot. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that matchup for sure. I'm rooting for Justin. Scott's not going to like that, man, okay? Listen, it's the man's 14th, 15th year? Listen, 15th. I want Scott overall to win, but I think – Justin deserves a victory after losing after True. with scoring so much. Very fair. Uh, yeah, Scott's, I mean, as they all say, 15th time's a charm. So I think it's Scott's year for sure. Um, but yeah, a, a lot a lot to look forward to. Week one was so exciting. I can't wait for week two. We got, a, you know, we've got a game already tomorrow night. Gosh, football happens so often once it's back. It's uh, so wonderful. It's back, baby. Is back. That's Woo! so wonderful. Uh, so yeah, thanks I think, for listening, everybody. This I was think, uh, this was a fun episode, and I don't know. Uh, I don't care what Tommy has to say. I'm just trying to end this thing. Let's talk fantasy football. So no one ever cared what Tommy had to say. They just listened to Jack because this podcast is all about Jack. They like to listen to what Jack has to say because he's the smarter, funnier, more talented brother. And he knows a lot about fantasy football. Tommy sucks. Beautiful rendition. Um, we keeping that in? <laughs> Justin, Justin, make that the intro. Justin, Justin. make, Justin, make Justin. that the intro. Justin, make that the intro.